Hi guys, I'm Bree. And I'm Allie, and this is Off Script. If you think about it, books are potential scripts for movies. When this adaptation happens, typically it's disappointing because they went off script. In this series, we will be talking about how off script they went. Ooh. Happy Halloween! I thought you were doing your sound check. No, I'm being spooky. Okay. It's Halloween. Ah. Oh. You wooed. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. Happy Halloween. Welcome to Off Script. I'm Allie. I'm Bree. And we are going to compare books and movies. And today we have Pet Cemetery for you. I'm really upset at myself now. Why? I saved the spookiest for Halloween. It was the spookiest. Gosh, Brie and I have very different opinions. <laughs> yeah. We're horribly different. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, misery would have been better. What? No. Yeah. No. Yes. No, 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 no. no. But before we get there, let me paint you a picture. Mm-hmm. Hey, she didn't forget. I didn't forget. This time I didn't even write it in my notes. So proud. Thanks. We are back to two computers. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see, because we've just been having some issues with... <laughs> Listen to this. Okay. Techies out there. How weird is this? That we're try- So we, since we have two computers, we clap to match up our times. And Bree's microphone won't... It's not picking it up at all. Pick up claps. It picks up her talking... Yeah, just fine. It just like somehow cuts out my clap. So weird. I plan on asking all the guys at work about this because yeah. I'm like, mm, like, weird. like it doesn't. It it not only doesn't show it on the like waveform, waveform, but it also just you can't hear it yeah. when we replay it. Even if I'm talking when I clap, yo, if that's not spooky. <laughs> There you go. If you're not spooked by this October 1st. I'm not spooked by this book. No, it's Halloween, Brie. Okay. (laughs) It's not October 1st. It's 30 days later. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so my picture is we've been having weird microphone, spooky microphone issues. And And she didn't think we're spooky until just now. (laughs) It's pretty spooky. And we are... Two computers. We'll see if that lasts. Mm -hmm. But it feels kind of good being on two computers again. I know. Yeah. I like it. I do too. So odd. (laughs) (laughs) They clap right now. Did you guys hear that? No? Weird. We just clapped. (laughs) I guess Bree. You can hear my clap. Not Bree's. Man. How sad. Sad. All right. Anyways, you guys. So. We have for you at cemetery. Or oh, that was my picture. Do you have anything to add? Not that I'm aware. Of. Okay, just figured I'd ask. Be polite. I hope you guys are enjoying some delicious candy. Yes. Before all those trick or treaters come, and I was just gonna say, just turn off your light and eat all the candy. <gasps> no, take your little trick or treaters out and go find some fun. What houses. if they don't have little? Well, then. Enjoy. I loved before I was even a parent. We uh, 
we like lived in different apartments and so i would if we went somewhere this actually we did this one when we lived in utah and so we had riley at this point but we were going to a friend's house for trick-or-treating i got a like table like a little 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 table not a big one (laughs) and i put the bowl of candy and then i got a white like tablecloth not but like a plastic like a dollar store one and i put it over the bowl and over the table okay and i put the candy in it mm-hmm. but and then i cut out these black circles so it looked like eyes and i put them on the tablecloth so kids could come to our door and we weren't home but they could take candy out of the little ghost table yeah good. so cute i'm so proud of myself Should just ate that candy yourself no it, riley got candy i stole <laughs> Little one-year-olds can't have a lot of candy. <laughs> I was like, I was pawning my child. Look at this cute little princess. Can you give me candy? Uh, Lily, I'm the 30-year-old trick-or-treating. Give me candy. Uh, I was like 26 then. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but yes, I will be doing that year this year as a 30-year-old. <laughs> but anyways. Oh, I decided what I'm going to be for Halloween. Did you? Oh, no. I'm going to be Minnie Mouse. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. But I have like... I can be Marty McFly. I can be Loki. I can be Darth Vader. I can be Freddy. Well, maybe I'll be Freddy this year again. There you go. You have 12 hours to decide. Because then it's trick-or-treating time. I'm working real hard, guys, to make it seem like we're recording the day of. Yeah, that would be impressive. That would recorded be super, and I edited. That would be super impressive. Before it came out at midnight. <laughs> right? <laughs> You'd have to record it. If I if it was the twelve hours, that means you'd have to be rec- editing it whilst we are chatting right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I thought about that because Stephen, when he he takes notes while they're recording about mm-hmm. like, oh, gonna cut this out. Oh, gonna keep this in. Oh, this is funny. Do this, and I was like, maybe I should start doing that. You can't do that when you're part of the. No. Crew. <laughs> no, not what? at all. I know. I will get too confused. No, that's, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> all right, you guys, let's dive in. Oh, first I want to let you know that today is the absolute last day. Not really. It's the last day of our fundraiser for Cameron's Cozy Socks, but we're always accepting donations and we will always be making donations in his name all year long. But this is the last day for our our goal. So let's do it. We can do it. I think that's... What do I got? Cool. So we I will. I don't think I have anything else. Okay. Let's do our synopsis. We ready? Go for it. Okay. The road in front of Dr. Lewis Creed's rural main home frequently claims the lives of neighborhood pets. Lewis has recently moved from Chicago to Ludlow with his wife, Rachel, and their children and pet cat. Near Aww. the. <laughs> Near their house, local children have created a cemetery for dogs and cats killed by and other animals killed by the steady stream of transports on the busy highway. Deeper into the woods lies another graveyard, an ancient Indian burial ground whose sinister properties Lewis discovers when the family cat is killed. <laughs> Thank you, Google. I will credit you. All right. So. Our author, our final Stephen King book for this year, this year, and the director was Mary Lambert, and Stephen King also wrote the screenplay. Wow. So you're thinking, oh my gosh, it must be identical to the book. It's not. 
We were thinking that too. And then we were hoping. Yeah. And it was not. I was like, cool. There won't be too much that we're upset about. Just wait. <laughs> All right. Quite a bit. Book came out November 14th. November 14th. It came out after Halloween. Okay. 1983. And the movie came out April 21st, 1989. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> All right, whatever. That's a six-year difference. All right, so now that we have read the book and seen the movie, what are your initial thoughts of the story overall? Just the plot of the story. Do you think it needed to be? Or do you think it would have been better never written for this earth? It had potential. I think if we got more, more spooky stuff, it could have been good. Because like I told you when I was reading it, I got into it right at the freaking end. I was like, I have 50 pages left. What? So Meanwhile, I'm like over here sobbing and terrified and tell me like after the 10th chapter that I'm going to love it. I was... <sighs> It's like my top right now that I can't decide if I like Misery or this one better. I think I like Misery better, but I really liked it, you guys. It was, a, I, I really enjoyed it. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> so I had seen the new movie first. So this was actually the first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> it's actually kind of a weird, creepy, weird story. But, okay, so this was the first... Cameron and I would always watch... I think I said this on the podcast. Scary movies every October. Yeah. Yeah. And in 2020, so like the month before his accident, this is the first one we watched. It was the <laughs> 2019 one. The year before, we had could only watch the like 80s versions of like Carrie and stuff like that because yeah. I was too scared. I was like, okay. Let's go big or go home. And so we watched this one and I was freaking terrified. Uh -huh. It was freaking scary. And so then I was like uh, super ready for us to read this one. But no, my weird part is. <laughs> so in the cemetery where we buried Cameron, it also has a pet oh. cemetery. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. It was between this cemetery and a different one. Yeah. That was a factor. I was like, it was the last first, first, how would you say that? The last first October movie we watched. Yeah. I was like, it had symbolic meaning. And then I think I said that to someone. They're like, you said it to me. Yeah, but I think I said it to someone else too. And they're like, because it was someone who knew the story. Oh. And they're like, but like. That's not That's good creepy. that he gets buried in it. I was like, no. <laughs> no, because you told me, but you didn't tell me about the Pet Cemetery movie link. Yeah. And so I was just like, wow, she really likes dogs. <laughs> no, it was purely because. <laughs> but no. It's like, cool. She knows that her dogs can get buried here, too. <laughs> nope. That was not the reasoning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's funny. Anyways. All right. Okay, so I have some cute little fun facts about this book. This was... Stephen King himself said it was his scariest novel to himself. He said he he said that 
fans probably will think The Shining is the scariest. I don't even think The Shining is the scariest. At this point, at this point, it was... Oh, no, I don't know when that note was written. Does it say? He he wrote a note at the beginning of the book again. And so I want to... Oh, he wrote it in 2000. Oh, wow. Okay, so, I mean, he's had 20 more books. 20 more years of yeah. books come out. Yeah. But in at that point, he said this was his scariest because it was loosely based off of a true story. And... <laughs> no, not about zombies. Not about zombies. <laughs> a true Darn. slash what-if story. I'm trying to think, how could I... Just say it. All Just right. tell the story. Okay, so... We'll give a trigger warning right now. Yeah. This is another loss of child story. So there's your warning. I'm going to sort of talk about it right now. So uh, Stephen King, he kind of wrote this book as if he was the Creed family. So it was like they were on a street with the busy or their house was on a busy road. And Stephen's dog. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Someone doesn't want the dog to die. I know. <laughs> so first off, his cat, his daughter's cat got hit, just like Oh, that happened story. for real too? Yeah, in the cemetery, the cat was buried. He no, he makes knew, did no... Did the cat get hit by a car? I'm pretty life? sure. Read it. Guys, please. I didn't read the note. <laughs> sure. ahead, I told her story. she couldn't read it at the beginning because... It would have given away. Guys, I went into this. I had never seen the movie, hadn't read the book, had no idea what the story was. So I didn't want her to read it because he basically says, oh, yeah, my son almost got hit by the car or the truck, which gave me this idea of writing this book about a what if story. So I'm like, well, don't go in with that, even though that still caught me off guard. And I'll explain why when we get to it. But. Oh, wow. What? There was even a pet cemetery behind his house? Yes! The cat was buried there! I thought you just kept saying it about the story. No! (laughs) I was like, no shit, I read the book too. (laughs) No, this was legit, like, based on off his house. I legit was just reading this and I was like, wait, am I reading the story again? Oh my gosh! (laughs) That's why I thought it was cool! (laughs) That, yeah. That makes the book a little bit better. But then it also makes me go, well, what the fuck, Stephen? <laughs> like, why? What? Well, who would write about that? A terrified father? <laughs> who was dealing with his what-if grief? Yes. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, he was scared, and he's like, you know what? If I'm scared, that this... would be a pretty scary story. And so he wrote Stick it. Stick with the zombies, dude. That's what I wanted. Nope, I was terrified. <laughs> All right, Brie, why'd we pick this book? I had been told that this was one of his scariest. I had been told that it was a super iconic horror book and that the movie was one of his best. <laughs> I was sorely disappointed, guys. All right, let's get to it. All right, so the Creed family consists of Lewis, Rachel, Ellie, and Gage. And Ellie is five. Oh, and Church. Excuse you. Yeah. Church, like that. Ellie is five and Gage is two, which are the age of my kids. The funniest thing about this, guys, is now the tables are going to be turned. Because <laughs> Allie and Cujo 
got to be all, oh, the dog. Oh, the dog. <laughs> but now I get to be like, oh, the cat. Yeah, that's okay. The cat. Die, cat, die. Smucky. But it wasn't Smucky. It was at church. I love Winston Churchill is the name of this cat, guys. And I think that's the best name for a cat I've ever heard. Oh, my gosh. I plan on getting a gray munchkin cat. Do you want to guess his name? Church. No. If you think about it hard, you'll probably be able to figure it out. Munchkin. Munchkin. Nope. Don't even think about munchkin. Nope. Oh. A gray munchkin cat. Yeah. I don't know. Who's my favorite TV show character? Oh, gosh. I don't know. You have a new show every time. Joey Chandler. Chandler? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? I'm Chandler. I know, but why would you name a cat Chandler? You name my munchkin cat Chandler. But why? Because it would be so funny. <laughs> it's too perfect. How can I not? I don't know. I love that name so much. Um, And then, shoot, there's another cat name that I have to go with after Chandler. But I've forgotten it. And then my plan was for the cat after that, I'm going to name that one Church. Oh, great. <laughs> You got your kitties lined up. Thanks, Winston Churchill. Okay. You're going to name it Church after, even after reading this? <laughs> yeah, but I won't. I don't know. Sorry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, my forget I'll stay with me. I'll be like, you're not going anywhere. It's going to hate me. We've been, like, recording for, like, freaking a half hour, and we have just started the comparison. Yeah. Gosh, here's another two-hour <laughs> pod for you guys. Okay, so they just moved in from uh, Chicago to Maine, and they're, they have neighbors that came over and introduced themselves as Judd, and his wife Norma is in the house. I was going to say Norma didn't come over. <laughs> She's in the house, but in the movie. Norma's not there. Norma does not exist. In the movie, it's Missy who takes the character of that. And Missy, in the book, is, I want to call her a neighbor, but also... Like, their only neighbor is Judd Norma. So it's, like, just someone in the town who knows them. And you really only see her towards the end of the book. <laughs> yeah. But she's, like, right at the beginning. She's, like, their housekeeper or something in the yeah. movie. It was very odd. Yeah. Like, they were unpacking their house and she was there. And they're like, you coming on Monday? Yeah. And she was, like, taking, like, their towels, dirty clothes and stuff. Yeah. It was yeah. odd. I didn't, I didn't understand. Mm, he knew it. But, Okay. So they they just get to the new house, and this is the first time everyone's seeing it, besides Lewis, and they're all out. The kids are playing. Ellie ends up hurting her knee. Gage gets stung by a bee, and it's like all this is happening. All this craziness is yeah. happening. But then Judd comes over, and he's like, that's how Judd introduces himself. He comes over, and he like takes the stinger out of Gage, and is like, oh, go over to the house, you know, normal help, and all this sort of stuff. And that's all in the book. That's in the book. It's not in, in the movie. movie. There's first off way too much foreshadowing going on right off the bat. They get to their road and we see two semi trucks in one like within like 10 <laughs> seconds of each other. It got so bad that I ended up counting how many trucks I saw by the end of it. But uh, so... Ellie gets on a tire swing and she hurts her knee on the tire swing. And Gage doesn't get stung by a bee. He just starts walking straight for the road. <laughs> I was like, Dick -dick. I was like, they're going to freaking. 
I thought he was gonna die then and there. Yeah, I was like, oh. I was like uh, okay. I was like, cool. I'm gonna get my zombies throughout the whole movie now. <laughs> <laughs> that did not. They did happen. not. Judd came over and saved him. And but then I also was like, wait, why did Judd, who's freaking out about Gage crossing the road, run across the road in front of the truck that he just saved the kid from <laughs> to save the kid? Who knows? Nice old man. Sure. <laughs> All right. So then Judd invites, uh, in the book, Judd invites Lewis over for beers and they go over and like, he ends up, uh, they just chit chat about how dangerous the road is. And, and another truck comes by <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> the book really, you like, it spoke about the trucks, but it never really. It spoke about because you could hear the trucks. You could hear them coming, but it was never like, and then we saw one go by. Right. Until it was time to kill Gage. <laughs> so, okay. So then while they're talking, though, it was I freaking loved this. They were talking about how there's this there's this path behind uh, Lewis's house. And he's like, where's that path lead? And he's like, oh, that leads to the pet cemetery and a bunch of kids because their animals keep dying on the road. They made this pet cemetery and brought and they bury their animals up there and. Then he starts talking about like how some kids bury their raccoon up there because it got rabies. But then that leads him into saying, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, different town down in Maine. You know, there was our St. Bernard. It ended up killing four people. I was like, Cujo. Oh, He's like, it didn't have it shot. This was the first book that we've read that had a connection like flat out, huh? Yes. <laughs> it was so cool. I really liked it. But also, guys, cool. I'm like convinced there's a lot of people who have what I've accidentally been calling The Shining this whole time when really it's just The Shine. <laughs> For those people who've been yelling saying, it's The Shine! Yeah. Sorry, as I've been telling you all that it's my favorite book, you're all like, but it's called The Shine, not The Shining. <laughs> How is it your favorite? <laughs> oh. Alright, so then what's uh, next day or next whatever in bookland and now it's ellie's first day kindergarten and so she goes off to school and wait how did they do they did they did the the chatting part pretty well they did i mean mm-hmm. whatever okay so then she goes off to school and um when she got home they all went to oh no this is when lewis then he starts getting like this premonition that like a ghost is following her around the house in the book Oh, yeah, I forgot that that even happened. Because it does not happen in the movie. And it's not very... I wish... I know you don't like the supernatural parts of Stephen King's books. You know, it needed it in this one because it was a whole supernatural theme. You can't have that without starting it. So then I think that was my problem, too, the build-up. The build-up took too long. So then by the time we got to the supernatural aspect in the book... I was like three quarters of the way through. And I was like, now you're going to introduce this to me? Like, uh-huh. I wish we got more ghosty stuff at the house. My ghosties. All right. So then when Ellie gets home from school, they all go to the pet cemetery because Judd told her that, yeah, I'd show you where that road goes or that path. And um, he like was adamant, making sure Ellie did not go without an adult. And mm-hmm. and one of the graves up there in the pet cemetery was Smucky, which is Stephen King's daughter's cat. Mm-hmm. Which was that was fun because they said it a lot. Yeah, he was one that they kept mentioning. He kept mentioning yeah, Smucky got brought up a lot. Yeah, but also my favorite thing 
is when they get to the pet cemetery in the book, they're looking at all the different graves and you see Smucky. But then you also see Bump. Oh, yeah. From Secret, Secret Window. Window. Yes, that was pretty cool. And so he was showing him that his old dog Spot was buried there. And there was a bunch of graves, like, from 100 plus years ago. And then all of a sudden, Ellie starts trying to climb the Deadwood, which is, like, all these broken... Deadfall. Is it Deadfall? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All these broken, like, old Deadwood dead trees. made sense to me. I oh. was so confused what a Deadfall was, guys. I've never heard that term in my life, and I didn't think to go and look it up. I just thought it was a hill with a bunch of, like, tree roots uprooted. Oh, it's like all these broken dead trees. So it looks really dangerous. And so she goes to start climbing it, and Judd gets freaking serious. He's like, don't ever, ever climb up there, type of thing. Which is funny, because why would he care if a kid does? (laughs) Because he knows what's up there. So he's like, don't go, don't climb up there. Yeah, but all the kids go up there to put their freaking pets there. They don't go past there. So how do their pets come back? Well, you have to be told and someone has to bring you up there. They only go to this part. Okay. Unless you're told to keep going. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So in the movie, uh, she doesn't try climbing up there. I think that was the main difference in this. Well, the other thing, too, is at this point, Rachel starts getting very anxious that they're there and doesn't want to be there and doesn't want her kids there. Which kind of showed in the movie, but not to the extent. Yeah. In the book, it was very like. Oh, yeah. In the book, she's like, we need to leave now. Yeah. They didn't do that. So now Ellie's freaking out about the pet cemetery she thinks the church is gonna die one day and she's just Mm -hmm. crying and then rachel and lewis have a huge fight about death yep huge yes and we find out that her sister died when she was young and it's just like scarred her from life from life (laughs) scarred her for life (laughs) yeah (laughs) and but it's like she's throwing out stuff like death isn't natural and all this sort of stuff and i'm like lady (laughs) you know like because Lewis is a doctor and he's just like, uh. Right? That's okay. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I guess with how she sees her, how she saw her sister die. Yes. We'll get to that. Yeah. But you can see why she would think that. Mm-hmm. So the movie doesn't do that. Uh, uh, no. You can tell that she's kind of anxious about it when it gets brought up, but it's not like in the book. She, they don't have a big fight about no. it. Yeah. Like in the book, they have a fight where they don't talk to each other for a few days. Yeah. So Lewis decides that it's time to get church neutered. And he wasn't doing it because he's like, oh, you know, I don't want him to change and everything. He's a man. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that was the main thing. He didn't want to take away church's pride. He's like, I get it. I don't want to take it away from you. Yeah. But Jed was like, no, you got to do it. Jed? Jed. Jed. Oh, you just I... said Jed, which is my grandpa's name. <laughs> That's because I wrote Jed. That's the weirdest thing. That's so funny. <laughs> I wrote Jed for some reason. That's the weirdest. That's, That's weird. the most Halloween spooky thing Ooh. ever. All right. So uh, Judd told Lewis that he needs to get him neutered because neutered cats don't wander as much. So he won't get hit by a car. Which is. <laughs> I have a neutered cat and he wanders all over the place. So <laughs> I cannot attest to that at all. <laughs> I know they are less aggressive and they're less like territorial, but cats are animals. They're going to wander. Right. Like, that's just what they do. 
Lewis then gets, his job is the infirmary at the college. So it's his first day. He goes there. He knows the ambulance is gone. And the nurse or the fellow doctor working there, she's like, don't worry. Most of these cases are like, you know, kids who are hung over or whatever. Like we just shoot them on their way. This is when Allie told me that I would start to like the book. Dude, I was, okay. I want to tell y'all how I was reading this book, listening to this book. I was on a road trip with my kids, just me and my kids. Now, this is only the second time I've ever done this since camp passed. And I was like, I can do this. And I I knew I had to read a book. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in Stephen King territory now. But you know what? Whatever. I've already seen this movie. I know it's going to happen. So I'm listening to it. The best part about this, too, is like a month before the road trip, she tells me she's going to get kind of ahead in our books and take a break and just listen to podcasts on the road trip. But then we're going through Stephen King and she's like, actually, I think I can handle this on the road. Like, it'll be fine. Because <laughs> I've already re- seen the movie. I knew but it was going to happen. she left herself Pet Cemetery. <laughs> okay. So I'm listening to it. And then this part happens. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have forgotten how bad this part was. And it's like this guy comes in and he's freaking, like, bashed in the head. And he's dying on the table like lewis's first day and it's not even on the table it's on the floor on the floor and it's like it was just kind of like oh my gosh i was like oh my gosh okay it's getting good and so then i was just hooked because i was like i guess i I wonder if it's because i saw it first where i i knew what was coming so i was like getting pumped up for it to happen whereas it was dragging on for you it dragged on and then this dude dying was the first exciting thing that happened. And then it dragged on. Well, I guess he has the dream right after, but it, it yeah, no. Okay, so well, what we're talking about is, so he, his head gets back and we find out that he was hit by a car, thrown into a tree. And oh, here's where I, because this is, okay, at this point, I think that this movie is about zombie pets. Oh, yeah. Because of your reading. Pet cemetery, yeah. So then this dude gets hit by a car. So I was like, oh, I bet you his animal is back on that road dead on the side of the road. And like every time an animal dies, a kid dies somewhere in town. That was not the case. (laughs) That's an interesting theory. Uh Uh-huh. Well, because he got hit by a car, too. I was like, okay. So. That would be kind of an interesting, cool book. Right? (laughs) When an animal gets hit on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so I, I kept really trying to make a bigger story than what it was. And so I started getting frustrated towards the end when I realized that it wasn't going to be as big as I was trying to make it to be. And then I was like, okay, this is just BS. Well, <laughs> well so as this kid is dead, he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then all of a sudden wakes up and he's like speaking about the pet cemetery and he knows Lewis's name and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then he dies again and lewis is like what the what what just happened Mm -hmm. because at this point in the book rachel had told him to never take ellie to the pet cemetery ever again and then this kid pascal says something about like don't go to the pet cemetery and he's like wait no i'm just making this up he just said that because that's what's on my brain he Mm -hmm. didn't he just went yeah uh in the movie, he does not mention Pet Cemetery at all when he comes and talks to him. Pascal, the kid who's dying. He just wakes up and says something about 
Lewis. Yes. He's like, how'd you know my name? How'd you know my name? Yeah. How'd you know my name? Just like that. So then in the book, it goes into all the details about how, like, he's dealing with this weird grief slash trauma slash freak out. But in the movie, it's basically like, okay, next. You went home and went to bed. Yep. Mm -hmm. Stephen King, you rushed yourself in your movie. I know. Now, Lewis has a nightmare about Pascal. He's like, Pascal leads him into the pet cemetery, and he's like, I'm dreaming, but why does it feel so real? And the Deadwood... See? Yeah. I'm Deadwood. I keep putting Deadwood, so I wonder if it it was Deadfall? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's Deadwood in all my notes, so... <laughs> Deadfall was now, like, a pile of bones and graves, and um, Pascal kept giving him warning, do not go beyond the border, no matter how much you feel you need to. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah! And he's like, Crawls on the ground and it's like covering his head. Yeah, he was supposed to be on the deadfall when he did that. In the movie, he was not on the deadfall. And there was no bone monster. I called it a bone monster. because I thought... took it like a pile of bones. <laughs> well, it said that the bones like were rolling and moving like a creature. Oh. So then in my head, I was like, oh, it's a bone monster. So I was like, sweet, that deadfall is a huge monster. And that's why they don't like when they're climbing on it. He keeps saying, don't look down, gotta look up. I was like, because it's a monster that can hide itself. That was not what it was at all. Yes. <laughs> but so in the movie, it was... I kind of wish in the movie, in the dream, because one of my favorite parts of the dream is he's like trying to convince himself that it's a dream. A dream, yeah. Yeah, because it's not really a dream. We're calling it a dream, but it's happening. <laughs> yes. And uh, so there's a part where He's following Pascal, and Pascal just walks through the door. And he's like, oh, he walked through the door, so I'm going to be able to walk through the door. So he tries it and bumps into the door. Yeah, so there's funny things like that, yeah. but that did not happen in the... All he Maybe. said in this, the movie was, I must be dreaming. And then Pascal goes, you're not. Right. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was like, uh, yes. that did not happen. So Lewis wakes up the next morning and he pulls back the sheets to get out of bed and there's pine needles and dirt all over his feet. So now he's like, oh my gosh. I was sleepwalking. Yeah, that must be what it was. I was sleepwalking because there's like a scratch on his arm where a branch had scratched him and he's like, takes a shower and then he goes downstairs and he acts all fine. But then he like has a major like breakdown in the car. Mm-hmm. That did not happen in the movie. None of that <laughs> was in the movie. Nope. He was not worried at all. He was like, man, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. He was just like, mm-hmm. all right. So now. Oh. Huh? In the movie, this is when someone calls Ellie by her full name in the movie and they call her Ellen. In the book, her full name is Eileen. So weird because Stephen King freaking wrote both I know. of them. <laughs> Why the heck would you change the name? <laughs> so weird. Random little, mm-hmm. little find there. Mm hmm. All right, so now in the movie or in the book, sorry, Lewis is all the time. We were doing so good, we not were. having. Dude, did I tell you I texted you and I was said we weren't even talking oh, yeah. about book or movie comparison, but I said movie, and I typed out book. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> can't even do it over text. <laughs> so, all right, it's Halloween. So Gage is sick. So Rachel stays home with him, and Lewis took Ellie out, and they went to Judd's first. And Judd is talking to Lewis about Norma, and she's like, 
or he says she's not doing very well, and then all of a sudden Norma has a heart attack. And she went to the hospital, she's doing okay, and after they finished trick-or-treating, Ellie and Lewis talked about death, and she was very calm. She's like, oh yeah, I know, Norma's old, she's gonna die. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. And then he's in his head like, well, damn. Right. <laughs> Where was this? <laughs> like, with, when you talked about your cat. Yeah. Um, There was no Halloween in the book. And there was no Norma. That's probably why there's no Halloween. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Sad. It was a good scene. <laughs> did we just say there was no Halloween in the book? Dang it, we did. <laughs> there was no Halloween in the, the movie. movie. <laughs> ah, you guys. I just went along with it. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. <sighs> I know. Man, I wonder how many times we miss it and people are just like, they didn't fix it. Or they're sitting there really confused, like, or that. Wait, was that? That wasn't in the book? But you're talking about it like it was. Super professional, you guys. The mm, most. All right, so now it's Thanksgiving. Skip forward a month. And Rachel, Ellie, and Gage are going to uh, Rachel's parents' house in Chicago. And then we find a backstory about freaking why Rachel's parents, or dad specifically. We're figuring out why... Uh, Lewis is fine staying behind on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and like Rachel's dad like tried to pay off Lewis to stop seeing his daughter and like He's all this sort of stuff. pay off his medical school. Yeah. Which is like a huge freaking like, like there really are some men out there Lewis. who would probably would do that. I know. Like, hmm, get out of debt? Yeah. <laughs> and so they've just it's just building this hate really. I wonder if Stephen King and his father and wife each other I was going to say, I feel like he would have put that in the note, but I doubt he would have put I that don't know in if there. he would have put that in there. <laughs> well, okay, so Judd is, uh, or Lewis is fine spending Thanksgiving with Judd and Norma. Oh. Oh, what? Kind of flashback to Halloween. This kind of happened way early in the movie. Missy. Missy has three scenes in this movie, guys. First one is when she's awkwardly the housemaid. The second one is she came back a week after they had moved in. And she was kind of holding her stomach. And Lewis was like, I could check out your stomach for you if you want. And she's like, no, it's fine. And then the next one, she's committing suicide. <laughs> like, yeah. She hangs herself. So it's like, yeah. What? Yeah. It makes no sense, especially since in the book, she makes it all the way through with the story. I mentioned this because I wanted to say that at her fun her funeral scene was supposed to be Norma's funeral scene because like. Lewis took said Ellie. Norma's dead yet. Oh, undo that bit. No, but. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so at this funeral for Missy, Stephen King makes a cameo and he's the like, oh, yeah. pastor giving her eulogy. It was very cute. I loved it so much. And at first I didn't think it was him because it was made in the 80s. And I was like, that doesn't look like him. And then what gave it away was his glasses. I was yeah. like, those are his glasses. <laughs> like, that's got to be him. That's so funny. All right, so after uh, Lewis goes home for the evening, Judd calls him and is like, oh, Lewis, I think I found your cat. Got hit. It's in my yard. And so then uh, Lewis is like, oh, my gosh, great. Now I got to tell my daughter her cat's dead. Wait, did I say that right? My daughter, her cat's dead. I did say that right. Okay. <laughs> and then... Uh, what do you think you said? I thought I was saying somehow, like, that she's dead. daughter oh. and cat around. So, like, tell my cat her daughter's dead. Ah. I was like, but that's not what I said. Like, why does on. it feel like that? Um, but then 
Judd's like, nah, come here. We'll go to the Micmac mar- burial ground. Well, he didn't say that, but that's where yeah. he brought him. Yeah. He's like, we'll go somewhere. Yeah, and it was super dangerous to get there. We'll go they, tonight. Yeah, they saw and heard creatures along the way, and Judd's like, nah, you're hearing the loons. Keep walking. Don't pay attention. He made Lewis dig the grave by himself, and then they headed out, and he's just like, what the? What did we yeah, just do? He doesn't explain. Judd doesn't explain at all what is going on. No, Lewis is like, what did we just do? And he's like, or how'd you know about that place? He's like, I buried my dog Spot there. And... <laughs> He's super confused because earlier when they went to the pet cemetery, he showed this grave of his spot there. So he's like, so your dog died twice? But, ooh, I wonder what happens. No. <laughs> do they do that? They did that part. They did that part pretty well. It's just that when they got home from burying church in the movie... Mm-hmm. Judd kind of explained a little bit what they had done. Yeah. He just said something about it being the Micmac burial ground. And then left it at that, which I was like, I feel like that would have left Lewis with more like, what? Hold on. Right. Say. Yeah, what? exactly. And so. <clears throat> this is the part of the book where church comes back, guys. It is. And Lewis is very freaked out. And so Judd, like, calls him and is like hey i know you're for er, no he left him a note he left him a note saying this is before he came back he's saying just don't tell ellie anything that we did last night don't say the cat's dead don't say anything and he's like that's weird and when he gets home he sees church there he's like i just freaking killed did he go to work no he went to judd's and then oh, when he walked and the note back, was on his door yeah the note was on judd's door and then church is there Church is at his house when he gets home. Oh, cute cat line. Freaking demon cat. I did not even care. <laughs> Church is being... Cats are already demons. Now well, he's even not. more of a demon. They're more cuddly. Um, Demon cats are cuddly, more cuddly? I said all cats are cuddly. Oh, I thought you said <laughs> demon cats are more cuddly. I'm like, how do you know that? They are. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> At this point in the movie, to show that church was a demon cat, <laughs> it's like they took a big light and just like shined it in the cat's face so that the eyes would glow. Yes, like they were very like reflected rather than like scary. <laughs> and like, and it always looked like the cat was really afraid. <laughs> I just wanted to pick it up and hug it because like it had crouched down and its ears were flat on its head when the eyes looked all glowy. So I bet you he was freaked out. Like, why do they have this light in my face? Well, probably. I bet, I I bet 80s animal trainers did not know what the hell they were doing. Yeah, probably not. But, uh, yeah. So then, that night, Lewis goes to Judd, and he's like, what the heck? Like, this cat stinks. <laughs> and he's like, it must have, like, I must have buried it alive. Like, there's no explanation. I'm not a veterinarian. Yes. And so this is when uh, Judd tells him the whole story. And he's like, all right, I found out about this because my dog got scratched and infected and my dad shot him. And then I was really sad. And then the old town drunk brought me up there (laughs) and I buried my dog. And then he came back and he was like, never the The same. same 
but he was like he was like there not but not and he was just kind of like a very mellow very dumb mellow dumb dog Mm -hmm. that was not this is my soapbox about this movie how it was in the movie because they did like a flashback and they showed this and then they show well one it was only the dad and judd who were like who knew about this they how do i want this when judd's mom saw the dog back she didn't take any note of it that it had died because she didn't know dad had shot it but when dad saw it he knew immediately that judd took it to the pet cemetery but this dog one the mom knew she's like it smells like that death place you buried it in and the dad wasn't even there and it was like and this dog had was like cujo like it had like blood all over its face it was growling it had more and blood than cujo on it its face. was disgusting and i was like no that mm-hmm. is not how this pupper is supposed to be how is he supposed to have like a nice family dog until the end of its days. It's supposed to show the creepy side of Pet Cemetery. But he says in the book how all the animals, they were never the same, but they weren't evil. If. Except for that bull. You watched in a movie. They the can make come it. back and be all chill. They can make it like, like zombie though, like cr- like dead, like mellow. But it's supposed to be. They Everything did it dirty. brings it back up. Did it is- dirty. They didn't make church kill things at the end. What? Church was supposed to help kill people at the end. And they didn't. Oh, yeah. I just realized that as we were chatting about it now. And now I've completely forgot the point I was trying to make. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. It was stupid. And that poor dog, poor spot. Who apparently lives till the end of his days as a demon dog because that's how Judd said he died was he died of old age. Out of old age. Mm-hmm. So he just had a demon dog for the rest of his life. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That was my angry dog moment. At this point in the movie, this is the first time we see Church kill an animal because in the book he just starts killing animals left and right and like leaving it. Like he kills like crows that are just the size of him and like rats and anything under the sun in the movie he kills a rat and throws it into the tub with Lewis. it was so funny because like Lewis is just laying there and like all of a sudden a rat just drops in the tub and it like makes blood all in the tub but it looked like the rat was like Alive. thrown by a person <laughs> yeah like it yeah. wasn't like dropped in or anything. It was like tossed like a by a person like, good job, church. That was a good arm you have there. <laughs> so then, okay, so now Lewis goes to the airport and he picks up the family and Ellie immediately asks about church because she had a dream that he died. And Lewis is like, oh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's fine. Yeah, he's okay. He was asleep when I left. Yeah. And then um, on the way home, Gage ends up having a fever. And so like all these super, super sick. He's getting really sick. And it's just like, oh, poor, poor Gage. And this is when I kind of knew that Gage was going to die in the book. I called it, guys. I was so proud of myself. Your response, I thought I didn't call it. You did good at 
not giving anything away. I called it and I was like, I texted Allie and I was like, Allie, I think one of the kids are going to die. And then like, as I was texting it to you, and I was like, it's got to be one of the kids. And then I was explaining my thought process. And I said something about Ellie coming to terms with death. And I was like, oh shoot, it's going to be Gage because it's going to further her even more in being okay with this. And she just responded and was like, why do you think that? <laughs> I no, like, I said, interesting. And then I did like the thinking emoji face. Oh, <laughs> Or maybe, no, you, I did say, why do you think that? And then you said the whole... I was like, well, Judd, he asked Judd about, have you ever buried a person? <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot to mention yeah. that part. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of an important part. It happens yeah. in the book, and he asks about someone getting buried. And Judd just kind of goes, it doesn't happen. He but, freaks out. He's like, why would you ask that? Why? Yeah. yeah. And Lewis, when he was walking home, was like, and from his response, I knew he had. <laughs> Basically. Uh, but... So she said that to me. I responded and was like, because he just asked this. And then I was like, uh, I'm talking crazy. I'm wanting more to happen in this book than's going to happen. <laughs> but she got it. Yeah. All right. So then I thought this was weird. The, okay. So Rachel wanted Gage to sleep with her because he has a fever. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair. But then she kicked Lewis out of the bed for it. I know. And they sleep on twin beds anyway that aren't even next to each other. Did you not get that? No. What? Yeah. They sleep in twin beds. Oh, I didn't get that. In the room. And then when they want to, they just push them together. Oh. Mm -hmm. Did it say that? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Sorry for those out there who do that with their spouse. <laughs> you do you. But anyways, okay, so that's, that's all I could think. Then yeah, why I was like, is he, why not is sleeping he going and sleeping bed? on the couch? Why is he not on his twin bed? Yeah. Well, he's woken up because Rachel's screaming because Gage is choking on his own vomit. So, like, all these, like, foreshadowing that Gage is going to die. Mm hmm And, uh, but the next morning, Gage is, like, totally fine and everything's good. At this point in the book, we would have seen already six semi-trucks drive by the road and i thought for sure it would stop after gage died it didn't and then the book goes on and they do christmas and um now it's like the end of january and college is back in session that's a long break from christmas to the end of january yeah i didn't even think about that <laughs> that's crazy and so then as lewis is at work he gets a phone call from Rachel saying that Norma just died and Judd needed him. And I was so sad. Mm -hmm. I know, me too. She was good. Lewis went home and was with Rachel. And this is when Rachel spilled all about Zelda, her sister. Mm -hmm. And how her sister had uh, spinal meningitis when she was 10. She needed around the house care. And she became very spiteful because, and she would like, just like, pee in the bed and make them change it and like stuff like this and Rachel was just like hoping she'd die and then eventually she did when her parents weren't home because they were out on holiday yeah that makes no sense I'm like okay yeah leave your 8 year old with your 10 year old sister yeah with her 10 year old with her son. Yeah. yeah and it's like and so Zelda ended up choking on her tongue and Rachel tried to help her but couldn't oh Rachel ended up choking on her tongue Gage just choked on his tongue there's our supernatural element coming in very, very subtly. <gasps> oh. 
Gage was choking on his vomit. Oh, yeah. He was choking. Anyway, so now she's had, like, nightmares for, like, ever. And so this is... That's why she hates death. Yeah, she has phobia. And so she will not go to Norma's funeral. And, but... uh, Lewis is like, can I take Ellie? Mm -hmm. I want to help her not live like you. (laughs) Yes. And this is when the funeral of the... What's her name? Happened. Missy. Missy happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so now Rachel's starting to notice. She's so they get home from the, the funeral, and she's like talking to Lewis and saying like, "Man, you know, church killed a you know crow or a mouse or something, uh, a mouse." A kitty. <laughs> and she's like, and he growled at me, and like I had to. They're sh- very mean at church. When I he had gets to back. beat him out with the, with the broom. vacuum or the broom. And it's like the more they are aggressive to church the more aggressive he becomes oh i didn't even think about that you're right yeah and so it's like if you guys weren't aggressive he probably would have protected you in the end right but in the movie he was mean from the second he got back yeah he was scratching everyone he gave lewis a few scratches in the movie it was was hilarious especially since he was like the, the poor cat just looked scared a lot of the times when it got a close up on it i was like oh this poor little baby Especially at the end. He really looked really scared at the end. He did. All right. So then this next chapter starts off by saying this was the last good day Lewis ever had. And I'm like, okay. I was excited. I was like, oh, shit's about to go down. I was like, like oh, my gosh. Bring me go. all the zombies. So Rachel and Ellie went out shopping with Judd and Lewis took Gage to the park to fly a kite with him. And then Rachel and Ellie get home and they have a fun little family moment. And then the book leaves off with typical Stephen King clue. Gage will be dead from a truck on the road. Okay, you all. My mouth. I am driving. Freaking drops. I'm like, because I had watched the new Pet Cemetery. And spoiler, Ellie dies in that one. <laughs> so I'm sitting here like prepared. Like, okay, I mean, Ellie dies. I when I had listened to that Stephen King thing where he said it was about his son who almost died. And in the new one, they make it look like Gage is gonna die, but then it ends up being Ellie. And so I was like prepared. And I was like, okay, well, they, they're probably gonna make it look like Gage in this one too. And then when they said he dies, I was like, oh, mm-hmm my gosh and y'all i started sobbing i'm driving and i like tears are flowing down my face and i especially when they sprinkle all the details about what happened oh my gosh okay i am on a road trip just me with my two children the exact same age as ellie and gage and all tyler wants to do is run away from me And I'm just sitting here. We're walking to like the beach, and he's oh, you weren't driving when you were reading this or no. listening to this part. No, I was. Oh, okay. But he was like, then he's like goes and runs, or like we went to Tillamook, so I wanted to get a picture of them by the sign, yeah, which is right by the road. And I'm like having a heart attack as I'm trying to get a picture. I'm like making memories. I'm like, please don't be last memories. And it's like. <laughs> And now it's like anytime. Okay, because I don't know if I, I don't know if this is weird. If this is not what other people do, so I have obviously I'm st- scared over all the same things for all my kids. Like I'm scared that you know Riley could get hit by a car too. Mm-hmm. But 
I have specific overarching scares for both my kids. Like my main one with Riley is that she'll get taken. Right. I don't know if that's because she's a girl and that's why. Most likely. Yeah. And then with Tyler, it's that he will get hit by a car because yep. he is a He's wild child boy. and yep. runs around. Being on a freaking road trip where this two-year-old boy gets hit by a car. Oh. I'm like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sobbing. And now we go and walks around our neighborhood. <laughs> this was actually, <laughs> this was hilarious. We went and Brie hadn't read the book yet. And I was telling Riley, I probably shouldn't have told her, but I was like, we were on our road trip. And I was like, Riley, I'm reading a book right now where the little kid dies and gets hit by a car because he doesn't listen. It's like, you know, the positive threatening your child with ho- horror thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, so then we're on our walk with Brie and she goes, who hasn't read? Who hasn't book? read? And she's like, mom did you oh because she was about to like ride her bike she rode her bike into the middle of the road i've never seen you run out and like grab her so fast this was like right after i finished it and i was like riley and i was like yelling at her and then she's like mom did you finish that book where the kid died and i like cover her mouth Uh april hasn't read it yet and so like, I thought you were just yelling at her more before you could go into the road. I was like, that was that's the worst I've ever seen her do that. Like, I get it. Oh my gosh. It was just it was a whole moment. But yeah, I was so terrified. So whereas me, I read that part and I sent a picture to Allie and I was like, did I call it or what? And I'm over here sobbing. Oh my gosh. So that's how it left off. And then it skips forward. Oh, yeah, Brie was pissed at this at first. I was so mad. It skips forward to Gage's funeral. I was like, hold up. You really tell me that? Because it says in like two months, Gage will be dead. And I'm like, cool. I'm going to have a whole two months of story. Like something else is going to come up. Nope. Nope. Now we're at a funeral. (laughs) I don't get the details on what happened. I don't get... I mean, I do-ish. But like, I wanted to see... I wanted to see so much more. <laughs> I didn't even see that much more in the movie either. In the movie, too, that he dies on the kite day. Mm. Oh, yeah. So the kite day. I loved kite day in the book. It was so cute. And uh, in the movie, on kite day, Gage has the kite for like a minute. And then he drops a reel and is like, oh, no. Oh, no, daddy. And like, he's standing there staring at it for a good chunk of time. And no one's like getting it for him or anything. So then it unspools itself and then it runs itself into the road and he goes after it and then kablamo this cute little blonde boy was like tyler's a little blonde boy Mm -hmm. i started crying in the movie i started watching it was crying Mm -hmm. (laughs) gosh all right so then there's flashbacks of what happened at the funeral like lewis is thinking about it and it's like in the book, Gage was playing a game where he likes to run away from mom and dad and they mm-hmm. like chase him. Mm-hmm. And this time he was running too far. He was too far ahead. And so they couldn't catch him. And they're like, screaming, like, not go to the road, go to the road. And there he went to the road. And it's like, oh, that was the thing, too. In the book, Lewis was just like he was just like a finger's inch away like his fingers scraped his jacket, yeah, but he couldn't. He could have grabbed him if he was just a little bit further. In the movie, he tripped over his feet and fell. <laughs> like way far back. Yeah. I was like, cool, you're really not getting your kid now. <laughs> right. And it goes on to details. Okay, here's the here's another here's a warning for trigger. 
Trigger warning. There we go. Here's a warning for trigger. <laughs> so it talks about how Gage is like he traveled 100 yards and uh, yeah. they found like his, was it his hat or his shoes? And his hat was the first thing. And then it was his uh, trainer jacket. Yeah. And all this stuff. And yeah. I was just like sitting there. Yeah. And you guys, all I could freaking imagine was every single thing that he said, like something of Tyler's. Like I imagined Tyler's Paw Patrol jacket or Mickey Mouse hat or his little Mickey shoes. And I'm just sitting here driving sobbing as my kids are munching on snacks in the background in the back seat going nom, 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 mom are we almost there and I'm like, oh, we're so close. <laughs> i could have lived without those details but like i wanted i wanted rachel's reaction i wanted lewis's reaction i wanted like the reaction of them i wanted to see their pain see what they were going through rather than just seeing grief stricken Lewis and Rachel. Stephen King definitely wrote this book for parents, I yeah. think. Yeah. Because I didn't need to know Lewis and Rachel's because you knew. Because I because knew you <laughs> yeah. I guess I didn't know, but yeah. I could assume. Yeah. And he wrote the details, like the gut gut wrenching details of what they found of gauges yeah. for the parents. And so it's like I think that's another reason you did not like this book as much. It was a mm-hmm. for the parent book. Because mm-hmm. it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. All right. So then they're at the viewing. And Ellie's been carrying around Gage's picture all day of like her and him together. And um, in the movie, it was a huge picture. I, in my head, it was a small Polaroid. Like a really yeah, tiny thing. I think not so. this like... <laughs> What it was is like it? a uh, six, four by yeah. six. Thank you. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. Yeah, four by six picture. I was like, damn, that's huge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was little too, so it did look bigger, huh? And um, so there were two viewings for him, and Lewis went to both of them. That was weird for me. Well, I think, I think the first one he was there to greet people. The second one he was there for Rachel. Oh, okay, fair. Because Rachel went to the second one. She mm-hmm. didn't, couldn't go to the first one, mm-hmm. and. That's when Rachel's dad comes and is like saying all these horrible things to Lewis. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Rachel, she does she deserves this after marrying you because of course she's gonna get this because you're a horrible person, blah 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 blah. She should have expected it. Yes, stuff like that. And he's like, You told her that? And he's like, Yes, blah 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 blah. And then he punches Lewis in the face. And Lewis just takes it because he's just like, Life sucks. <laughs> yeah. Kick me while I'm down, it's fine. In the movie he stands up and fights back. Yeah, he ended up fighting back a little bit in the book. Yeah. And that's when the altercation happened where they knocked oh, yeah. over Gage's casket and they saw his hand a little bit. And that's what kind of like knocked Lewis out of it. And he just kind of was in a daze then. Well, Lewis never stood up in the book. He grabbed the foot and like twisted his oh, yeah, foot yeah, yeah. while he was down on the ground getting kicked. Exactly. But yeah, in the book, that's also when he sees the hand is when you realize he, he's been thinking about trying to bury Gage. You're like, oh, this dude yep. wants a zombie kid. <laughs> but my thing is, too, with like a zombie kid, do you think they actually age properly or do they just stay that age? Oh, I didn't think of that. That's all I could think about. I was like, dude, you're bringing him back and he's just going to be two for forever. That would like, suck. 
Yeah. Toddler parents. <laughs> you imagine having a demon two-year-old. You are Two-year-olds are already demons. <laughs> but now. <laughs> oh, gosh. So after all this, Lewis, they go home. And uh, Lewis goes downstairs and he just gets drunk. And he starts thinking about the pet cemetery. And he's battling with himself about it. And then Judd knocks on the door and he's like, stop thinking think those thoughts. <laughs> And uh, he tells him about a story about Tim Betterman, mm-hmm, who was a World War II. He wasn't a vet. He was a he died in World War Two. And um, his dad, Bill, brought him back. And people were freaking out, right? Because they're like, oh, my gosh, I just went to a funeral and now this guy is here. Mm-hmm. And uh they went over, Judd and a bunch of his friends went over and was like, okay, we got to, Bill, you got to stop this. You know, dead is better dead. And he's like, no, no, he's fine. And this is when Tim starts sharing all their dirty secrets. He's like, oh, well. He tells Judd that he knows about his whorehouses he goes yeah. to. This other guy, he talks about, like... Oh, how he's having an affair and like how the niece and nephew don't like this other guy and they're only sucking up to get in the will. Like all these dirty secrets. And um, Bill ended up kicking him out. And then but then they found the house and there was Tim shot and Bill shot himself as well and burned the house down. And in the movie, the dad did not kill Tim. Instead, it was Judd and his buddies who lit the house on fire, and Tim killed his dad. Yeah, he like held on him to him. And was like you're getting burnt too. It was very odd. I liked how the book did that part better. Yeah, me too. So now in the movie, after Judd has told his story and left, Luce is like, "Screw it, I'm gonna go <laughs> get my kid." But he goes in broad daylight in the book. Well, first he takes Rachel and them to Chicago. He doesn't take oh, him. yeah. He ships him off. Yeah. Because he realizes he's like, okay, that's how I can do this and be sneaky. Without people knowing. Yeah. So he does he's that. like, how did I do it with church? I did it when the family was gone. Yep. So he ships them off. And then literally right after that, he goes to the graveyard in the broad daylight. And he has to hop a fence. And in the book, it's like a fence that's a good three feet taller than him and that he has to figure out how to climb. He like first tries to walk around to see if any like opening is unlocked and they're all locked. And then he's like, maybe there's a spot where I can jump over easier. And then there's not. So then he has to climb a tree to get over it. <laughs> in that movie, this thing like barely went up to his hip. He could jump it just <laughs> fine. And he went in the middle of the day. It was like a whole like freaking 10 minute I don't know how many pages of talking about how hard it was to get in the cemetery mm-hmm. yeah it had to be like 10 pages yeah it was like, a long time yeah and he just like especially since like he kept like every footstep he heard he would stop and like hide in the bushes right. and like hide in the shadows and because he's yeah. getting paranoid mm-hmm. yeah well so in the book oh in the book there was this chapter in between all of this Where they make it seem like Gage didn't die. So it's like they make it be like, oh, Lewis, it was all a dream. And because he Mm -hmm. actually got his 
jacket and he saved him and then he grew up to be an olympic swimmer and married a catholic girl and Mm -hmm. like this really perfect life and then he wakes up and it was a daydream it was yeah Mm -hmm. it was so sad i was like gosh oh yeah they didn't even do the so in the movie the altercation everything happened at the funeral yeah so they had like still had the funeral at yeah the burial you mean the burial yeah Yeah. in the movie he just got buried yeah you didn't even see it next thing you saw was him digging him up right but in the book so they're at the funeral and they do all that and that's when judd or ellie shows judd his her picture and um and then they're at the party the reception afterwards Mm-hmm. And Lewis is like, I'm going to go get some pizza. And he realizes he punched in the pizza place closest to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And he's still having this internal battle with himself. He's sitting in like at Gage's spot. And then that's when it clicks that, okay, I need to get Rachel to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he goes home and he convinces her to go. And then her dad calls and thanks Lewis and apologizes for being a jerk and everything. Which happened at the airport. In the movie. In the movie. But then it's like as he's like preparing for this. Because he checked into a hotel, right? Because he wanted yeah. he wanted to like he had to wait till he night. He had to wait until night in the book. So he checks in the hotel and he's like thinking about all this sort of stuff. Like, okay, if Gage is good, great. We'll live a happy life. Yeah, we'll move to Florida where no one knows us and we'll be we'll fine. Disney World. Yeah. And then if he's crazy. I'll we'll kill him because we'll, I'm a doctor. Yeah, I'll just stick him with a syringe and we'll put him right back in the grave. And Rachel will never know. And he's like Planning. freaking going crazy. And then they are on the airplane and Ellie starts screaming and having a nightmare. And she said she dreamed of Pascal or Pac, what she Pascal. Pascal. And he was warning her about something about the pet cemetery and Lewis. And Rachel couldn't figure out what she was talking about until. It clicked mm-hmm. that it was like oh, Pascal, mm-hmm. and so Rachel calls and calls and calls, and he's not answering, and she's starting to freak out. And she calls Judd, and now Judd's like finds out they're in Chicago, and he knows exactly what Lewis is doing, and he's like, "Okay, I just need to stay awake and watch the house because Lewis has to come home because he only knows that one path to the cemetery." You guys, this is when we see another semi truck come by. <laughs> like two more. <laughs> yeah, two more in one scene. It's like, guys, we already know how dangerous those damn trucks are. Exactly. Um, oh, also, Ellie is one of the ones who has the shining. Gosh, the shine. The shine. <laughs> I think Jed does too. And Rachel possibly, but hers has grown out. Oh, I thought Rachel did. In the movie, for sure. In the book, I was like, mm. Oh, I thought she did in the book. Just with the car part. Ish. Like the driving home. Yeah, ish. I would say, to me, she had the shine, but she hadn't practiced with it for a while. And so she just kind of, meh. All right. So Rachel has convinced her parents that she's going to go home. So they're going to watch Ellie. She's going to go home. She ends up missing her flight because she had a connecting flight. Security is mm. like, just go get a car. And she's like, okay, I could be drive. If I drive fast enough, I'll be there in four hours. Mm-hmm. So that's her plan. She did that in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. What stops her is what's different. Yes. So now we're in the book where it's kind of another Cujo-ish story where it's like 
flipping mm-hmm. between Judd, Rachel, You're getting and the same story Lewis. from three different perspectives, but it does it better than... It does it Cujo-esque rather than Carrie-esque. Yes. So now, as Rachel's driving, we flip to Lewis, and he is now Doug Gage up. And he wraps them all up. I thought this was funny. It was like 10 pages of trying to figure out how to get over the fence. And then he got over the fence easy peasy. When he's leaving. Yeah. Yeah. It was so funny. And like he threw Gage oh, I over. Think, I was like, dude, how are you getting a body over right. that too? Like what? And then it was piece of cake. Super easy. And so, but Gage wouldn't fit in the trunk. <laughs> and which also confused me. I was like, dang, how small is your how trunk? How small is your car? The two-year-old can't fit in it. And <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And so then uh, you put Gage in the back seat, but he had to make sure he's sitting the right way. He put him in the front seat. Was it the front seat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you just kind of tossed him in, and then he oh. got in. Okay. And then sense. he had to check while he was sitting, getting his yeah ready to go. Oh, okay. All right, so Judd is keeps nodding off, and he, he knows why. Yeah, he's like, "Oh my gosh, the winding. What is it called? The wind. Oh, oh, you're gonna this windango. 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 The windango wants Gage. That's why he's always like he's making. Yeah. Us so we haven't even really explained this. Oh no, because in the book, in the book, when Judd is explaining about Tim. He starts talking about the fact that the barrel ground is called... Ooh, that's creepy as shit. <laughs> what? I typed in Wendigo. There was a supernatural Google. episode about it that I just watched. Oh, we actually know about the Wendigo myth. I do mm-hmm. know about the myth, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's actually a really creepy myth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a good horror story. I actually think uh, the movie Antlers is about a Wendigo. But anyways, um, so Judd is talking about Tim, and he explains that the Micmac burial ground is an ancestral Indian burial ground, and because of its like magical, mystical properties, the Indians even decided to stop burying on it because the Wendigo was there, and they like the Wendigo would possess things, and it would end up killing people and eating people, and like going around causing mayhem because the wendigo is trying to make oh yeah age or yeah he wants gauge so he's making uh judd fall asleep he's making rachel rachel have car troubles so she doesn't make it on time and lewis just keeps getting pulled which rachel did have car trouble she blew a tire in the movie but in the book she falls asleep she falls asleep and crashes, but then her battery, like, is dead or something, which doesn't make sense because she's like, it's a brand new car. And it turns out, like, as soon as she finds out that her battery is dead, because after she because she falls asleep, scratches the side of her car on a guardrail and, like, opens her eyes and like, oh, my gosh, I just fell asleep. I need to go get coffee. So she pulls or she goes to an exit, goes and gets coffee. And then when she goes after drinking, like, three or four cups of coffee she goes to start her car and her car won't start so then she has someone working on it and as soon as gage is buried is when her car works again yeah and so because when day goes like i got what i want too late for you so so then lewis after he buries gage he comes home and he just passes out 
And he's like super tired. And Judd wakes up because he hears his front door opening. And wait. Oh, no, sorry. After he passed out, the chapter ends with, and a shape came into the house and took something silver out of the medical kiss. Mm-hmm. Kiss. Kit. <laughs> yep. And so you're like, oh, my gosh, Gage has a scalpel. Sure enough, he does. He went. Mm. When I read it, I thought he took the three syringes. And I was really? like, oh, shoot. Yeah, oh, I was like, I he has scalpel. no way to kill him. I thought the thing was smart and was like, this is how he plans on getting me. I'm taking those. Oh. I was like, oh my God, he's going to kill Rachel, Judd, and Lewis. Oh, there you go. No, I definitely read scalpel. Read, thought scalpel. But anyways, so he, Judd's woken up because his front door opens. And he sees Church in the hallway. And then Gage who has a baby voice but talks mm-hmm. very clearly is how it mm-hmm. was said mm-hmm. because i imagined him with how he was written in the book he kind of spoke like tyler where tyler tyler's speech delayed and so he even though he's doing a lot better now but he does like maybe two to three word sentences mm-hmm. so the way that this explain it especially with him freaking saying sentences long then i had to imagine a baby voice being able to say all these sentences that was really mm-hmm. hard that was hard for me because i'm like oh, no he doesn't sit he doesn't talk like that. <sighs> mama okay so then the way this wendigo demon child thing mm-hmm. works is it picks up people's fears so he kind of turned into norma mm-hmm. and norma was like upset about his whorehouses yes and she's like like, saying she's in hell and he's gonna meet her down there and stuff mm -hmm. like this and don't worry you had your whorehouses i slept with all your friends yeah and all this stuff and uh judd's like stop it stop it then he gets stabbed with his scalp yep and church jumps on him and attacks yep and that does not happen in the movie nope instead little baby gage rips out his throat Dude, it was so painful to watch. It was like, because like, he's, you know, it's typical horror movie fashion where, so in the movie, it's like, Gage is just there. Like, yeah. There's no jump surprise. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the movie, it's like, he's looking all over and then he goes to look under the you bed. You did it again. What? He said, in the movie, he's just there. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, in the book, he's just there. In the movie, he's... Has to find him. So he's like lifts mm-hmm. up the the bed cover mm-hmm. thing. Engage slashes his Achilles oh, tendon. Oh yeah, that was hard to watch. And then as he's screaming, Gage slashes his mouth. Mm-hmm. Gives him a Joker smile. Yep. And then bites his neck. Mm-hmm. Throat out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh. It looks so freaking painful. <laughs> I couldn't handle... I was okay with the kid ripping out the throat, but the, you know, the cutting of the tendon... <laughs> Sounds so bad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, thank you. Ooh, I could puke, man. <laughs> so gross. So, now Rachel is on her way home. She got her car fixed, and she goes straight to Judd's house, because earlier she had called Judd, and he's like, come straight to my house, I'll explain everything. Because mm-hmm. she's like, what's happening? I know something's happening. Mm-hmm. And so, she goes straight to his house... 
and there's no answer. But then Church comes meowing outside, and he has blood all over him, and she's like, oh my gosh. So Church went upstairs, so Rachel followed, and she opens the door, and she sees Zelda, her sister, there. So this basically happens in the movie, too, except for the only difference is Rachel didn't know to go to Judd's house first. She went to go to her house, but then she heard her sister say, Rachel. Yeah, calling her upstairs. (laughs) Oh, but then in the book, uh, Zelda then turns into Gage. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Mommy, I have something for you. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Gage, as a mother would do for seeing her dead son. Mm -hmm. And reaches out to hug him and then it stabbed like 29 times i think she or i think she said i think the book said (laughs) something like that and so we don't see what happens in the movie 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 no point no we just hear gage says mommy i have something for you Mm -hmm. and then it he says it like twice yeah because he says it she goes "Ah," and bends down to give him a hug and then it goes to him, and as he's walking out of frame, he says it again. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So Lewis wakes up now, and he's like, going downstairs for breakfast, like, la da 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 I just didn't do anything weird last night. And then he sees a strange car outside Judd's house. Oh, and in the movie, Rachel got home because she blew her car out. She crashed. She oh, got yeah. home because she went in a freaking truck that killed her kid. <laughs> yeah. What kind of a parent who just watched their kid die because of a semi-truck would get in a semi-truck to go home? Yeah, no way. I wouldn't. Not me. I thought he was so dumb. I was like, uh. Yeah. She's traumatized. Why would she get in that car? Well, this is why they did the phone call. Yeah. Because, we'll explain. So, Lewis notices there's a strange car at... Judd's house mm-hmm. and Church is sitting on top of it mm-hmm. and he sees Gage's like muddy footprints in his house mm-hmm. and then he hears a phone call and he answers it and it was Rachel's dad asking if she made it home because Ellie keep, had to go to the hospital because she's hysterical having nightmares that her mom is dead. In the movie Ellie doesn't go to the hospital. No she doesn't. And so then this is when it all clicks that oh my gosh Rachel's he, back yeah. and Gage is killing people. Yes. And so then he goes over. But in the movie, freaking Gage calls him. Yeah. He, which is also stupid because the dad calls and he still says, yes, Rachel is here. And it's all kind of clicking for him anyway. But then Gage calls him and is like, daddy, I just played a game with mommy and Judd and I killed them. I don't think he ki- said he killed him. He's oh. like, I played a game. And I want to play a game with you, too. And so it's like kind of clicked. And it's like so stupid. (laughs) But they did that because there wasn't her car there to To help solidify that she was there. Yep. Stupid. So now. This is my least favorite part. Lewis goes upstairs and he gets the three syringes. Because he knows he's got to take care of Church and his kid. Yep. And he goes over there. And he baits Church with. uh, some food and he stabs him i thought it was actually nice that he gave him like a last meal it's like okay that's sweet i realized he wasn't doing it for no i know he was doing it to get the cat close to him but i was like it's like a big hunk of meat in the movie yeah i was like (laughs) good job good way to take care of the cat yep so he stabs him and kills him 
guys i couldn't watch it in the movie she legit couldn't she's I, like tell me when it's over it was a long death scene thinking about it i get tears in my eyes i can't even i realize i've never seen a cat die in a movie i haven't either and i was like oh i'm glad i haven't because <laughs> well i guess pet cemetery the first one i saw i guess i really i'm gonna <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess i have seen one <laughs> but yeah and so i close my eyes and i tell her i'm like i'm not gonna watch this i can't watch this <laughs> thinking it's gonna cut quick and i'm like okay guys or okay guys okay Allie, can i open my eyes she's like no not yet i was like what still not yet and then i started hearing the cat the cats are like meowing or something or what he said something i can't remember yeah he was like yelling at the cat like die or something yeah. like that so i was like okay <laughs> i can't listen to this either so then i had to close my eyes and have my ears over my or my hands over my ears was, well this poor cat oh. it was just like like you know like drunk wobbling and then it just kind of like slowly dies oh hey that's how it's written in the book though Oh, well, they matched it then. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Nope, I couldn't handle... I couldn't handle watching that. Nope, not at all. Literally, <laughs> the second I knew I was coming, especially, guys, this cat just... Like I've said, every single time there was a close-up of it, I almost said something right before it happened, and then I realized they were going to kill it, and I was like, I can't watch this. I mean, I'm not even going to say it. But he looked so scared. He, like, he had crouched down. He's supposed to be this, like, undead cat that doesn't care about anything but he like he had scrouched down as low as he could to the ground had his like head back in his body and his ears flat and his eyes were super wide because he was scared and i was like oh, this poor baby well he has all these video cameras pointed at that him too. and there's a guy yelling at him coming at him with a needle <laughs> he's probably like what the hell is happening yeah so like this poor baby poor kitty cat mm-hmm. Or actor cat, not so much poor church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the poor actor cat. I'm the poor actor cat that probably didn't even know it was an actor cat I know. at this point in time. <laughs> it's right. probably just someone's cat. They're like, hey, my yeah. cat kind of looks like what I think church would look like. Yep. It was Stephen King's cat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Judd went in, or Lewis went inside and found Judd dead on the floor. Then he goes upstairs and he finds. Rachel dead and he's just screaming and holding her and Gage comes in and he tries to stab him and there was a teeny tiny short little fight and then Lewis stabs him with the tranquilizer and kills him too it was so anticlimactic I I was shocked I was like well like there's not a big fight I wonder if Stephen King just couldn't write probably not especially since it's supposed to be his son his son and him Mm -hmm. couldn't imagine having to kill his kid I don't blame him gonna do it quick yeah so then he sits there for a couple hours just like frozen Mm -hmm. like in the shocked and he finally decides to do something and he pours gasoline all over the house but not before he wraps his wife up in a sheet and And i had hoped so badly that he was just putting the sheet on her so that when he got rid of the body it was like an easier here you go rather than taking her i was like i know he's gonna take her but i hope he takes the manly way out <laughs> right well that didn't happen in the well that part did but finding rachel was different no way different uh he came up and found judd in a bedroom with his whole entire jaw eaten off not just his neck weird it was gross <laughs> i was like whoa when did when did gage do that uh and then he came out and Rachel's body drops from an attic 
So it's like she's hung herself and then Gage is up there laughing. <laughs> I didn't realize it was supposed to be Rachel because uh, this is how Missy killed herself. So I was like, oh, it's Missy who just came down. Yeah. And then I realized because I was like, wait, where is Rachel? Rachel's not anywhere. And I'm like, that's <laughs> Rachel. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it was it was odd. All right. So then that's how it, that part ends. And then it jumps to Steve, who is a co-worker of Lewis, who mm-hmm. we haven't seen at all in the movie. M- movie. Yeah. Was he, he wasn't the in one, the movie. Was he the one who's like, pull your stuff together at the service? Probably. That was probably him. Probably. And he went over to check on Lewis because he just kept, kept getting this feeling. And then he saw the fire at Judd's house. And then he saw the pet cemetery and he was kind of drawn, like the path. He was kind of drawn to it. And he saw Lewis. What? I also think Steve has the shine. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the, your face was freaking me out. I'm like, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. What is happening? And she was like this, like, anxious, like. I was just waiting for you to finish what you said. I know, but it was it was a very scary face. Guys, I just had my mouth open. <laughs> like, uh, like I wanted to say something. No, I was like, no, he, he was not excited like that. I was like, I realize you guys can't see us, so you can't vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then Steve's like following because he sees Lewis carrying Rachel. And he's like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. And Lewis is in a super weird state. And he's like, hi, Steve, come help. And like all this sort of stuff. As Steve is following him, he sees the Windang- Wind- Windago. Windago. Never maybe I'll say it. Mm-hmm. We're near him and he snaps out of it and he freaking books it and he leaves Ludlow and never comes back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was like, damn, you've got a strong shine, dude. Yeah. Good job. I would have left too. I've been like, no, thanks. That doesn't happen at all in the movie. No, in the movie, Lewis is talking to Pascal. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pascal he... has been in the, the movie whole the whole movie. entire time. Yep. He's a strong character. Whereas in the book, he really was only in that one dream. And then Ellie's dreams. And we don't even really see Ellie's dreams. It's just her telling us. Yeah. So, yeah, but no, Pascal was there, like, guiding them the whole time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so then a couple, it's like a like a, that afternoon or something like that. And Lewis is back and he's answering all the fire chief's questions and everything like that. And then he decides. He's also hiding the fact that he's gone white haired completely white oh yeah i forgot about that mm-hmm. so he has like a hat on and stuff mm-hmm. and so then he's at home and he's playing solitaire and then the door creaks open and a hand is on his was shoulder. he playing solitaire i thought he was just drinking beer i thought he was playing solitaire oh because then he was in the movie too and i was like hey they did it no right <laughs> <laughs> and a hand goes on his shoulder, and it says, "Rachel says, darling." That's Hello, where the book darling. Ends. Hello, darling. And the book ends, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, "What? What?" Mm-hmm. Movie ended quite differently. Yeah, she came in, but Lewis was sitting on the ground playing solitaire, and then Rachel comes in and says, "Darling," and then the camera comes up, and you see that her eyes Ew. like. What that means is freaking Gage ate all the skin around her eyeball. Yeah. Like her eye is like, like. Her skin's disgusting. missing from around her eyeball. Yeah. It's like all pussy and bleeding and yeah. it was super gross. It's disgusting. And then Lewis gets up off the ground and starts making out with her. Dude, that was so nasty. I was like. <gasps> I was like. Okay, one, she's dead. 
was funny the whole time when I read the book and that the hello darling part with the hand on the shoulder all I can think was do you really plan on kissing your dead wife like right. how are you gonna go about like, life with that like what here? yeah yeah like, this makes no sense and then the movie showed that and I was like oh guess he is planning on kissing <laughs> but then Rachel grabs a knife and yeah see her go to stab him but then the screen cuts to black and then you just hear Lewis go no and that was it man <laughs> what a ride <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh so let's take a look at some casting shall we let's all right imdb credited 30 people for this movie nice yep let's start with lewis creed himself mm-hmm. dale midkiff midkiff i i liked him ish uh i didn't not like him enough to recast him but he's not like he's not spot on for what i had in mind but yeah i think he looks the part really well mm-hmm. but he was a weird actor mm-hmm. like he his acting actions were really good but whenever he spoke yeah he like speaks weird yeah almost delayed yeah he speaks very like slowly but yeah, I agree. Not enough to recast. Yeah. Okay, Rachel Creed was played by Denise Crosby. I felt so bad. I need to recast her. Why did you feel bad about that? Uh, because I feel like, again, she had a pixie cut. Again. It was an 80s thing. It must have been. It. Because yeah. I recast her too. Yeah. Um. Also, in the book, she's supposed to be brunette. Mm-hmm. Uh who I cast is not technically a brunette, but we could just dye her hair. Mm-hmm. I think everything else is perfect. And I have a feeling you have no idea who she is. Okay. Her name's Elizabeth Shue. Okay. She's in Hide and Seek with was... Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning. Oh. Or, yeah, I thought I said her name wrong. I was like, how did you say Dakota Fanning's name wrong? Elizabeth Shue? Yeah, S-H-U-E. Oh, she's also in Back to the Future Part 2. Okay, I recognize her. Yeah. And I think... She could have been a good Rachel. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I picked uh, Demi Moore. <laughs> I almost did just because I couldn't find a different brunette head. Uh-huh. And then I was like, you don't have to find a brunette. You can find a blonde and dye her hair. I definitely didn't search for brunette. I just typed oh. in 80s actresses. Mm-hmm. And she came up and I was like, ah, oh, she looks yeah. apart. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got Blaze Birdall. Birdell. Who played Ellie Creed? Oh, I thought you were gonna say Judd or Cage. <laughs> That's hilarious. Blaze, you're right. <laughs> uh, she was cute. She was fine. Yeah. Miko, Miko, Miko Hughes played Gage. Cute. He was adorable. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah, he did good. And he was such a good little creepy baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Fred Gwynn, Judd Crandall. He was good. He was good. Mm-hmm. I freaking love who did i say john lithgow john lithgow as he's who plays judd in the new one he's freaking rocks and don't worry guys we do plan on comparing the new one to the book in future podcasts but we figured for this one we should do (laughs) we wanted to do all the originals which we did with all of them yeah cujo wasn't remade hasn't been remade has Carrie has, Pet Cemetery has, 
secret. Is I know better not, not ever. Secret. Okay, so I guess it's only Carrie and Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had to do the originals, and especially since Stephen honestly, King. Honestly, I wish we one. did the new ones for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Uh, yes, one day. But it's gonna be. Maybe one. It's gonna be like far in the. Future. Yeah, I can't do this again anytime soon. <laughs> no, not next year. Probably not the year after that. Yeah. Stick with. I'm us. the one in charge of scheduling years and years in advance. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, this. Hopefully, you guys like us enough to keep us around. <laughs> Okay. Oh, here you go, Missy. Susan Blomart. Blomart. That's the weirdest spelling. B L O M M A E R T. Blomart? I think so. Okay. That's a horrible last name. She played Missy. She was freaking weird. Yeah. I think Stephen King wrote it weird. Yeah. Like she played the character weird mm-hmm. because it was a weird character, but it did not match Missy from the books at no, all. Not at all. Missy from the books was like the like PTA mom friend and like stuff mm-hmm. like that. And and she kind of felt like the gossip once Gage died. Yeah. Andrew Huppat. Tesky Hapatesk, who played Zelda. I thought so. I thought so. Because when he talked like a girl, mm-hmm. I was like, that sounds like it's a man. But also, it sounds high pitched. So maybe I'm just being incorrect because it's all like contortioned and things like that. Huh. It, he was creepy. Creepy as all hell. Like, that was the, the that was the scariest part, part of, of the movie. movie. Yeah, was Zelda. Yeah, freaking terrifying. Mm-hmm. I agree. The only <laughs> I didn't recast her, him, her, Zelda. I didn't recast Zelda because it was creepy, and the part was played well. But it, it was supposed to be a ten year old. Yeah, that's the only. That was my only problem with it. But it was so creepy that I was like, I don't even care because it <laughs> looks like fine. an adult. You're a okay. Like, he looks like. An adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So we did a... Which do you prefer? Gotta pick one. The book. Same. Mm-hmm. Book was way better. Agreed. I and I didn't even like the book. <laughs> I loved the book. It was so scary and sad. And the word... I... Mm. Like I could see this being one. Like if we didn't have books that i had to read if i mm-hmm. could just leisurely read again i think this would be a wow. every halloween wow read for me i'm impressed yeah look at that look what this podcast Good job, is doing Stephen for me King. making you find books that you like i know you're Who welcome i'm Gosh. proud of myself for picking books <laughs> let's pat brie on the back good job <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right I feel like we have more questions than just that. <laughs> so, do you think the theme of the book and the movie are the same? Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes, I think they did a really good job with that. I wanted. I went into the movie hoping the movie would be way scarier and have more oomph. And it didn't. I was like, damn it. <laughs> what about 
I agree. I think the um the movie just went faster and it did some things like weirdly different. Mm-hmm. But overall it was very much the same. Very your dead things here and they come back and they're <laughs> evil. Mm-hmm. Other than the only like difference with that aspect is that them coming back doesn't necessarily make them evil. But in the movie yeah. they came back evil. evil. Yeah. Well, they didn't even really talk about the Wendigo in the movie. Yeah, that's true. All right, what about the characters? Do they stay true to how they're written? I think so. I would hope so, because Stephen King wrote both characters. (laughs) I think there was only one. Which one did I say was not the same? Oh, Missy. Oh, yeah. That was the only one. That's the only one. Other than that, they're all the same. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. All right, you guys. We did it. We did. I purposely did not woo. 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 (laughs) They're all woo for you. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> all right. So next week. This one's for you, Alyssa. It's Twilight. I wish. Oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I even told you. I, was I know, do you it. did tell me we were going to do that. And I was like, I legit thought you meant Twilight. I was like, why are you lying to everybody? I've just been reading this long book. Don't. Wh- what? <laughs> That's the funniest thing. Liz, look, I even got Allie. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, we're doing Gone Girl, which Gone is actually Girl. one of my favorite books. So I have mixed feelings on it. I have it's a roller coaster of feelings for me. So hey, that's when you know it's a good book, though. That's all I can think about every time I get a text from you, because at first I was like, I'm so bummed she's not liking it. And then I was like, she might not be liking it, but this is how I know it's a good book, especially because with she each... doesn't like it. No, because <laughs> of each like every time you text me with each different like aspect of what's going on. I'm like, you're still intrigued and you're still yes. wanting to know. You just don't like the story. Yes. Without, that's, that's our sneak peek. You've also that. like said things like, I like how this is written, but <laughs> right. I guess you'll have to turn, tune in next week and see. Yeah, turn in next week. Turn it in next week and see what specifics we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yes, stay safe. Yeah. Give lots, of, lots candy. of candy. Yep. Oh. oh. <laughs> Give and eat. <laughs> Which you one's the tell. parent? Can you guess? Do you personalities? I'm the fat ass over here. I'm the teacher mom that's like, here, have all the cute, like, homemade little candies. Oh, gosh. All right, you guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for sticking with us. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, we would greatly appreciate it if you subscribed and gave us five beautiful stars. You can also follow us on Facebook at Offscript and Instagram at Offscript Podcast 21. Shout outs to Ashley McGee for our adorable logo art. And Adam Daniel for our incredible theme song. And our one and only Brie for our editing. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> See you next time.